Hi, I'm Shaylee Shibaxi Ritchie. And I'm her co-host and sister, Kosha Baxi Karstens. Spoiler alert, we are sisters. And best friends. We grew up in the middle of Illinois, two little brown girls in a heartland farming community. We were certainly loved. We had lots of friends, but we never felt like we really fit in. We started to realize that there were a lot of people who felt similarly othered. And that realization was the seed for this podcast. Then, during the 2020 election cycle, we watched now Vice President Kamala Harris reclaim her power and story from Mike Pence. We saw what a badass she was, and we got inspired. We wanted to hear, share, and amplify the voices of everyone who has felt other. We wanted to give everyone a platform, regardless of who they are, who they love, or where they're from, to reclaim their power and their place, to stand up and say, I am speaking. Hello. Hey, sister. Hi, sister. What's that song? Sister, sister. I never knew how much I missed her. Oh, is that what it was? I think it was that. You know, we would we should totally play that song, but we might run into copyright. I think probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. But maybe we can get Tia and Tamara Mallory on our show. (laughs) I wonder if they would totally do it. I bet you they would. Uh, if they really knew cool. us right that would be really cool well that's how you, tw- you start tweeting at people yeah i don't i'm not i'm so bad on twitter like i don't i have a twitter account but i don't use it i don't know like I, i've tweeted stuff before but i don't i think you have to like cultivate a lot of the feed and stuff yeah. right like you have to tweet at people. Yeah, it seems like you have to be on Twitter a lot. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, because right. like you have to just be on it because the, you know, things turn over so fast in the feed right. that like if you tweet something at nine o'clock, it's gone by 915. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I'm much better at I'm I'm more capable on like Instagram for some reason. I'm that's like seems to be my jam. Uh and Facebook, I'm on Facebook, but I there's a lot of doom scrolling going on with Facebook. Yeah, no, so I agree. I sometimes, for my own mental health, have to like step away. Yeah, no, I get it. I like Instagram because it's like, oh my god, look at that picture of that family or that cat or something. <laughs> like it just. I agree. Like it's more... my Instagram feed has gotten to the point where I'm like web comics that I like, pictures of cats, like recipes for food and cocktails, and then like my friends, and that is it. Yeah. Right. I have a lot of like my introvert says or something, you know, like memes, right. Meme related things, pictures of my friends and family, cats, and like I have a couple science, um, like science meme things, like sci- funny science things, but that's it's about just it. so yeah. like, it's yeah. Uh, that my Instagram is my like somewhat safe place to go on the social media now. Cause I'm like, it's all. Oh, and then I get really, I don't know if you do this. I get really angry if it starts showing me a bunch of like the algorithm starts showing me things. And I was like, I didn't want to see this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. And I've seen it and it shows up on various different like accounts. So I'm just like, this is the third time I've seen this stupid, whatever. I don't want to see it. And I get really like, I like rage block accounts. Cause I'm like, I didn't ask for this. So. How about TikTok? Are you, you don't no, TikTok. zero. No Your child TikToks. 
my, yes, my older child does. I find it both amusing and super annoying. I don't, TikTok, I do not understand. I've asked your child to help me like for the podcast and they're like, just do this and that. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's just not how it works. It's once again, like Twitter, there's just an ongoing, you know, number of videos that show up. There's a feed and you just do it and you do it and you do it. And it's like taking like Facebook reels or, you know, whatever. And it's just like this short, it, you know, they're like 15 seconds or something like videos, that. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and then you have this, there's a set of songs or clips or whatever you can use to do your video too. Oh, okay. Okay. What I've heard is that like some professionals, I've heard this done with like women's health or physicians are doing this and stuff, which is if they want to do something short and educational, they're using TikTok. It's like, here's a 15 second video on like hand washing or yeah, whatever, right, right? Right, right? Here's a 15 second video on why it's important to go get your pap smear every year, like stuff like that. The bites are even smaller and smaller. Like YouTube is like five minutes and this is like 20 right, seconds. Right. Like Jen has told me that that's her safe space. Like she'll just scroll hilarious TikToks and you know, look at these funny videos and songs and stuff. And I'm like, but she has spent time cultivating that algorithm. I don't even know where to start. If I, you know, open up TikTok, I have no idea where to start. I wonder what, like, what's going to be the next thing, like a virtual reality. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? It definitely seems like it's headed there. One thing that re really bothers me, really, really bothers me about TikTok though, is that like, if you don't scroll, the video just keeps repeating. So on occasion, my older kid, when they are in, you know, they're scrolling through when they're waiting to go to the bus and they, oh, they realize they've forgotten something. And so they put the phone down and they go upstairs <laughs> to get something and it takes them like a minute. And so I've heard this like TikTok like five or six times. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my, and even when they're, you know, basically it, I can hear it even when they're not anytime they're not using headphones. So like the sixth time I'm like, oh my God, you have to stop listening right. to that right now. Like I've heard, I've heard the same 15 second clip, like ten, but it feels like a thousand times. It's probably like six, but. But it feels like a thousand. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Well, because it's not like, it's not even the same as listening to the same song because that's like got verses and chorus and it's five minutes long versus like a 15 second clip. That's just on repeat. Anyway, here we are at the end of season three. Can you believe? I, I cannot believe it. I don't know. I learned so much this season and I feel like we do every season, obviously, but this season has just been like surprising. I feel a lot of times I would go into our conversations and our interviews with like preconceived notions of what I thought someone was going to say. And I know you've said this a lot. And then I'm like, oh, they didn't say that at all. It's also been really, for me, it's been, um, it's been uplifting. Let me put it that way, which is, I think it's so easy to be like, oh, people suck. People are, the world is just an awful place and there's no light left. Mm -hmm. um, but this season we were talking to people who were really doing something that could have really been miserable for them. And almost to a person we hear like, yeah, some things are hard, but people have been accepting and welcoming and I've really enjoyed my work. 
um, you know, and I haven't felt minimized um, when I was really, you know, hitting my stride. It's really cool to hear people go, you know, it's been good. And the people who are, you know, the quote unquote haters, you get, you get, you just get to dismiss them after a while. It doesn't affect me, which gives me a lot of, because it's very, it's a very optimistic feeling for me to be like, oh, people are still going to, people are going to keep doing what they're doing because they deeply believe in their work. Well, yeah, it was kind of like people do suck. There are a lot of people who suck, but there are a lot of people who don't suck and they're the ones who are doing these jobs. Yeah. Um, it was cool. We started with, we, I can't believe it. We started with Susan. I think part of what made Susan really special is, I shouldn't say was, she's still with us, but um, <laughs> is the fact that she's like, you know what? The more the haters come for me, the more confidence I have in what I'm doing. Cause you wouldn't come for me if you weren't scared, right? She was a lawyer. She is a lawyer. So it's like, if you didn't think you were losing, you wouldn't have to say something about my shoes or my hair or the fact that I'm not wearing heels or whatever. Um, so that, that kind of started on a footing that was a little surprising to me, but kind of that uplifting feeling. I think the thing that struck me about Susan, um, talking to Susan is, you know, I expected her clients to be like, uh, what do you know? Right. Um, and they, they are behind her 100%. I mean, and good like they should be she's fighting for them but it's really the opposition and it's you know I remember saying like they're trying to get in my head and I'm just not gonna let them do it and that's so cool to hear be like uh I'm not playing that game with you so I I like that you said clients because you didn't want me to bring up the fact that her clients are is the firefighters union oh yes and that was when you were trying to be so Inclusive. inclusive and I think I said fire people you said so you say fire said people. fire person fire person that's right <laughs> which that's I know like, that that's like that's like multiple things like someone at Burning Man is a fire person <laughs> that's like someone who went to the fire festival was a fire person or thirdly someone who spontaneously combusts is a fire person who's on fire like in Avatar the last airbender is a member of the fire nation a fire person no i don't think that's what they're called no oh they should be though it was awesome because i saw it in your head too you're like fireman firewoman and then you're like no that's not what they call <laughs> <laughs> yeah fire person fire person no firefighter that's what it is, that is yes yes right and that was just a great kickoff to our season we had greg so this is going to be known as the season of Shayla She's Friends. Shayla She's Friends. Yeah, yes. this one is particularly. Yeah. So we heavily have that way. Mr. Greg Tinkler. Yeah. Who I have to say, I mean, he's one of my good friends. And I, I was so impressed with how much work he has done yeah. on himself. Yeah. I mean, that's really why we had him on. After Greg was Michael, who was so vulnerable and really told the story right. of yeah. right, like everything he's done. And he was like, well, I just don't care. Like it, it and how he kind of used male stereotypes in his favor. Yeah. Well, all these parents expect a certain thing. So I'm going to give it to them, but I'm going to be teaching these boys at the same time. The thing I remember most about talking to Michael is 
he was so touched that he had the opportunity to just sit and reflect and him saying, you know, I just realized I'm where I'm supposed to be, which is, you know, if we can do that for anyone, yes. that's, a, that's an amazing experience. And after Michael was done. Oh, that was fun. Which was super fun. It was fun, but I imagine that that was a lot of editing for you just because it was like the two of us like blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. And then we're like, oh no, we're supposed to be talking about this. In the beginning and the end, there was a lot of editing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I remember about Dawn, she was a little nervous, right? And then I just remember at one point she leaned back in her chair and I was like, that's the moment that she just started. She was just comfortable. And it wasn't, it wasn't a podcast interview. It was her talking to her best friend and best friend's sister about her experience. And whether, you know, you, I think you're right. You absolutely do get to see that moment every single time when you're like, oh, this is when somebody got really comfortable. Yeah. She probably had some of the best advice ever. Like my favorite advice where she just said, gird your loins. And that was, (laughs) yeah, that was awesome many reasons I love her but that's one of those things she's always she's always got the best quip yeah <laughs> uh then we had our little brother Chirayu yeah that was that was really cool too that for me I was like oh I mean it's same with you less so fewer years but there's so much you know I'm so much older than him there's so much I missed about his life because I was just in a totally different physical or emotional location. Absolutely. And so yes. to hear like what he, what he went through was like, wow. Well, I'm thinking when you got married, try was what, 17 or something. So it's like, just, he was really still in different. high school. Yeah. yeah. And then we had Jason Krebs, who again, is one of your best friends, stay at home, dad. Yep. My favorite line. I'm like remembering direct quotes. And my favorite line was he was, he was talking about so much of being a parent is just repetition. And he said, I was king shit of changing a diaper. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he did it so much. So I'm just like, well, first of all, did you, did you do that on purpose to call yourself king shit? He would have. changing a diaper. He okay. absolutely, he would have. That was, um, that was on purpose. That was good. Yes. I liked it. Then we had our, oh, our therapist, Karen, oh, our resident therapist, so who is so great. Every season. Yeah. Yeah. Every season. Then uh, Mr. Aries Collins, our nurse. Then we had Mike, our um, our flight attendant. We had Lee, who talked about pink and pink and blue chores. Yeah, yes, another one of my. Yes, just we had like so far we've had three of my best friends best on this friends, season. Yes, and then um, oh my god, then we had Chris Connolly, who. Okay, we need to talk about how clueless we were <laughs> about Chris Connolly. Well, how many Chris Connollys are there in the world? Many. I didn't even know I had not talked to him on the phone up until he came on the screen. I had no idea what he looked like. I didn't know how old he was. I didn't know what he sounded like. And then we ended up and he was okay. For the record, he never said how famous of a musician or a rock star he was. The first time he talked about being in a band, he actually prefaced it by saying I was working in a music store. Right. Fine. That's cool. And then like, you're in a rock band. And I was like, lots of dudes are in rock bands, right? That's what I was (laughs) thinking. Lots of people. And then he was like, well, I came to the United States from Scotland. So it was just like, he, okay. He said he came from Scotland, was in music 
like it was in rock bands and then worked at a record store, which he was like a lot of a lot of musicians end up doing that, like because they couldn't, quote, make it on stage. Right. And yeah, then so I'm thinking there's just some sort of like not garage band, but some like, you know, they're fine. Right. They, play, gigging, they play like, like bars. Gigging. They play dive bars or like little. Yeah. Yes. They're we gig economy. They are just yes. right. They're gigging, a show, right. right. Like cubby bear and this and that. Right. <laughs> And then he's talking about being a preschool teacher. Right. And how he's like, you know, I am king shit of changing a diaper, honestly. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I wake up and one of my best friends who is totally in the music scene, the punk and like, you know, metal music scene was like, how the fuck did you get Chris Connolly on your podcast? I'm like, uh, yeah. he's a preschool teacher. Like we asked around and somebody knew him and said, Oh, Susan. Didn't Susan know him? No. Well, they do know each other, but okay. I had posted on like an Oak Park River Forest, like Facebook post. And he, I got directed to him and he ends up being one of the members from like the eighties of ministry. Yeah. I, know. So, I even know about ministry. Yeah, I know. Me too. I was like, and then other bands that are also very famous. I'm just like, oh my gosh. And so I texted him. I'm like, excuse me. And he's like, he's like, yep, that's me. I still to this day, I'm like, you're, you buried the lead, dude. You were supposed to tell us. You know, it's interesting though. Cause I, I think he didn't want to talk about, he, we didn't ask him to come and talk about what it's like to be a rock star. Absolutely. Yeah. We asked him to come and talk about what it's like to be a male preschool teacher. And I think you know, people have various identities that they have in their past, but that's not an active identity for him. It's like, that's who I was. And this is who I am now. And it's really, it made me like him more, honestly, that he didn't lead with it. Yeah. The fact that he's like, I'm going to talk about how we have the same routine day after day. Mm -hmm. You go back and you listen to it and you're like, oh, you just slipped all this stuff in here. He was like working at preschool is like dealing with like an after party or whatever. Yeah, right, right. It's like doing with a bunch of groupies. They're just smaller <laughs> and you need to tell them to go to the bathroom all at the same time. <laughs> Not go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom at the same time. You know, someone doesn't put that out there and they sort of just down downplay it. Like, oh yeah, I was, I worked at a, I worked at a record store and I was in a band and you're like, oh, so you were just like some dude who tried to make it in the music industry and didn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's not all what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Also, I, it was not his advice, but I found out that it is not illegal to own a kangaroo in Illinois. So that's really good to know. It is surreal. Thank you, Chris, for letting us know. Right. That's true. It's not illegal. Correct. The question is, how do you get one here? That might be illegal. It reminds me of like Parks and Rec, right? Yeah. Is that right. a town council meeting? And they're just like, okay, you know what? Fine. It's not illegal. <laughs> it's not legal to have a kangaroo, but you can't <laughs> transport a kangaroo here because that's a state commerce issue. So I can't help you. <laughs> okay. Then we had my colleague and good friend, Kevin Shelton Jr. It was awesome to talk to him. It was so awesome. Yeah. It was, and he's actually, he and his family are going to be back on. We'll talk about that a little bit. Yep. Then we had Deputy Anu Kaur, who is a police officer, young, young, you know, like willing, ready, excited. Yeah. And, and a special shout out to Alameda County Sheriff's Office for 
inviting, you know, inviting her and encouraging her to join us. We really appreciate it. Have you, so those were all of our bucking gender norm guests. Has there been a, a time in your life where you have, I know that there is, so I don't like, I'm, I'm like teeing it up, but, um, where you've bucked gender norms that, that really, or that you've had to challenge gender norms that ha- really sticks in your head? Yeah. I mean, yes and no. Like if that's not a very good answer. Um, that's like a, maybe like, that's like saying maybe <laughs> kind of yes, my whole life and no, nothing specific. If that makes sense. That right? actually I mean, does make absolute sense. Yeah. I'm a very abrasive at times, aggressive at times, definitely very assertive, outspoken, opinionated, go get them, let it roll off your back type person. That's very, just that type of personality is typically associated with alpha males. You know, I had said to Greg Tinkler years ago, um, I have the entitlement of a mediocre white man. Like I literally <laughs> think I belong to be everywhere. Um, and my, one of my favorite sayings is like, well, I don't know, I'll figure it out. How hard can it be? Mm-hmm. So the level of confidence I carry around with me is actually a very, it's very against being a woman. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm fine. It's fine. I can figure this out. It's going to be great. What do you want? Like, I can totally handle this, um, which I think, is not what most women learn over the course of their lifetimes. I don't know how I, I think I was just so oblivious to any kind of like self-doubt that I just was like, I didn't even know that I should be doubting myself. Cause I'm just like, I was moving too fast to even pick that up. So mm-hmm. in nothing explicit, but certainly like my entire, like my headspace is very anti-gender norms. And Koshi, you've, you know, you probably heard me say that a hundred times. Like, I don't know how hard can it be? I'll figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Do I have anxiety? No. Do I have overconfidence issues? Hell yes. <laughs> because you're, honestly, you're confident in the fact that your overconfidence will not oh, yeah. affect your confidence. <laughs> well, sometimes the answer to how hard is, can it be is it's pretty fucking hard. Really, really hard. Really yes. hard. Yeah. How about you? Um. So to your point, yes and no. So I haven't really done anything um, that's like, wow, that is associated with men all the time uh, in terms of my, you know, schooling or jobs. Actually, you know, I'm, I'm in pharmaceutical sales and it kind of, there were a lot of women early on, like I would say probably 20 years ago there it's more, it's, it's definitely more balanced now. But what I will say is um, in my marriage, I like Brian and I don't think of it as gendered, right? Like that's very much what Lee said, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, you're not <laughs> that vacuuming is not done with genitals. So it's not a gendered thing, but oh, what people think about as like gendered roles are a lot opposite in, in my marriage. So I, I really related with Lee. I, for example, take care of the finances in our house Mm -hmm. and Brian does most of the cleaning of the bathrooms or the vacuuming and not because of any gender issues, but Brian's like, we will be poor if I take care of the finances. (laughs) He is bad at it. Like, right. And he's just always, 
he's very, it's almost like we're so sure of our own selves that we throw those gender things out is I, if you make me be in charge of cleaning the bathrooms, we're going to have real gross bathrooms. Cause I just don't care enough to do that on a regular basis. But, and you know, I am good at the finances. So I do that. And, but also I would say, and Shailsha, you've, you've interacted with Brian and I for years and years beyond those chores. I think the way that we interact with each other and, and together when we're out in the world, you know, I talk a lot more. I make firmer decisions. I, I chatter. Like I, I, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, then they have told him, they have told me like, oh, Brian must not get a word in edgewise. Or, you know, now who, we see who wears the pants in, in that marriage or whatever. And, you know, I've, I've heard comments like that. Brian and I have been together almost 20 years. I've heard that our entire relationship. I will say like, it speaks a lot to Brian's confidence in himself and his, you know, just security and who he is that he's not like, he, he's like, yeah, well, she talks more than me or she makes good decisions. I don't care, you know, or whatever, or he just lets that shit roll off his back. But that's where I will say that like, I, in terms of gender, um, I've kind of challenged those norms. Yeah, I can, you're absolutely right about that. Like, and it doesn't, going against a gender norm doesn't always have to be, you know, a public, you don't have to pick a job that's about that or, you know, like make a public statement about it. Right. You know, right. that like people's minds change. They change more, in, you know, at home that or people, you know, people who they interact, interact with on a regular basis than they do by seeing, you know, seeing a stay at home dad across the playground or seeing a, you know, a female lawyer who works for a union. Like the representation is absolutely important, but it's not enough. That's not going to change people's minds. That's just the beginning. Culture change begins at home. So it's yeah. awesome that, you know, no matter people do it externally and that's really important. I'm not downplaying that, but like it also, it's really important to do it at home too. Yeah. And I, you know, what I, what I definitely see in terms of challenging the gender norms is in our kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And the way, at least, you know, with my kid, for, for example, and I'm going to shout out to Greg because he's the one who texted me. Greg's son and my daughter play um, play Minecraft or and they just started playing Roblox together and then they'll Zoom so they could talk. And I wasn't home. I was running, but apparently Anushka goes, why am I a white man? Because <laughs> that was like her character. Oh, that's funny. But anyway, just, you know, those kinds of things, like there's a lot of she'll watch a movie or something and be like, well, that's not fair. Like, you know, the girl can do it. Or like, she's calling out those gender things like more than I ever did when I was a kid, yeah. or even now that I even notice, um, do you see that in, in your, both of your kids? Uh, not so much with my younger one. He's, I mean, I love him to death, but the, his, that's not where his head is ever really, you know, my older one is, is just rejected the binary altogether. Right. So, you know, the idea that there's anything gendered, that gender, I mean, they've, they've completely come to a place of like gender's construct doesn't mean anything. Um, And so gendered work or gendered jobs, that's, that's a construct upon a construct, right? Um, It's doubly meaningless 
and that's, I see it, you know, we were talking about how, so, you know, younger generations are really like, just being like, this is stupid. I don't want to do this the way that, you know, our generation was like, no heteronormativity is the thing we're gay. I'm gay. I'm a lesbian. Like, and people need to accept that. And it's not that it wasn't, you know, easy. And we talked about that last season. It wasn't mm-hmm. easy. Yeah. Right. Um, and there's still work to do, but you know, heteronormativity isn't, isn't the, ex- people are much more accepting of different sexual expressions and mm-hmm. identities. Mm-hmm. And I think we're getting there with gender now too, which is really cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, the other thing that we launched this season Mm-hmm. was the expert series yeah like, that's I'm, been really fun isn't it i'm speaking with expert voices it has been so fun and so like talk about learning constantly yeah it's been so amazing um and our first guest was our cousin yeah uh, dr sheetal kircher and i knew from from that episode i was like this is going to be an amazing series yeah. Yeah. It's, it is really great to have people on who they are an expert in their field exactly. and our listeners, I'm guessing very few people are GI oncology doctors or any number of other experts that we've talked to. Do we talk to a lot of doctors? This we season? talked to a lot of doctors this season, yeah. <laughs> but like, yes, we did. How many, how many of our listeners are, you know, cardiologists, at one of the nation's largest public hospitals. Not many. Um, but then also to, for him to spend time talking less about medical care and more about patient care and connecting with patients and, and, and how you really deliver that care. I mean, that's, that's really cool, right? Like we, nobody would really be able to be in the position except for him. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's why every single expert has been like, you know, okay, you're not like the leading researcher or whatever on this, but there's very few people in the world that can talk about this experience the way you can. And it's just an insight. It's an insight into something that none, you know, 99.9% of us are never going to get a chance to do because you can't go back and do everything. You can't, be a GI oncologist and a cardiologist, like, and this and that, like you just kind of, there's a point when you're like, ah, I got to learn from other people. Yeah. And I will say that, you know, the feedback we've gotten um, on the expert series has been really touching because there are other podcasts out there that talk to experts or, you know, people come in to talk about their work, which they absolutely, absolutely should. But we've actually kind of blended the I am speaking philosophy with the expert series. So, you know, no one has come on here and discussed like, this is the paper that I just published. And, you know, they've, they've really brought their personal stories, which is, which is something I didn't expect, but now I look back and and I, I wanted, right. Like, it's not like, I, I don't think we ever formally verbalized that, but, you know, Javier, for example, Javier Gomez talking about coming here from Colombia or Darshan. Oh my God, bless his heart. You know, talking about the loss of his, or, you know, the tragedy and the, and the trauma and the loss that he's gone through really bringing their personal experiences 
in to your point makes it like no other person could have told these stories, which is what our entire philosophy is. So that was really lovely. That was really lovely to, to have that kind of emerge um, from there. And we're not stopping like the expert series is, is it's just getting started. It really is. just getting started. That has so much potential because it's unlimited and, and, you know, our regular podcast too, is like, we just keep going and going and going and find a different topic to explore. But the expert series is like, you could just go like 20 people deep on every single topic because totally everyone agree. will have a different expertise that they're bringing, even if sort of generally the topic is the same. Well, let's say we got another GI oncologist from yeah. Northwestern. They're <laughs> right. going to have a totally different perspective, which is one of, you know, or even you know, Javier's co-workers, yeah, co-worker co- or something. It's like they didn't have the same experiences. So I was going to say the same thing, actually. Do you want to kind of tee up? what we're doing next season. I'm very excited about this. Yes. So yeah, next season, I'm also really excited. It's going to be, I think this next season is going to be long because we're going to have, we're going to have a lot to dig into and a lot to explore our season. Season four is going to be focused on mental health and neurodiversity combined, both, you know, connected, but also separately. So we're going to talk to people who are on the spectrum of neurodiversity, any number of, as, as I've heard a friend call it alphabet soup issues, whether it's ADHD or, you know, OCD or you name it. And we're going to talk to people who are struggling or we're struggling with mental health issues. We're going to talk to mental health providers. We're going to talk to mental health experts. We're going to talk to Karen again. Um, And I think what's really interesting is we're going to talk to people for whom both of those things have come together at some point in their lives and sort of what that was like for them. We're also, one of the things that's going to be more prevalent for season four is going to be talking to parents. And so, because so much of this crops up in childhood, but then we're going to talk to adults who were most likely, you know, um, one of our adults who's going to be on was diagnosed like later in life, like within, you know, in her thirties. So um, it's just going to have a very, we're going to, obviously we can't tell every story and we will always say like, these are not generalizations. They're of course, these yeah, they're individual personal stories. stories. Yeah. Um, but we're really going to try to tackle it from a lot of different angles. And I'm, I'm very excited about that. And we're going to have our first return. Yes. yes. And so I'm not going to say we, who's not a resident expert. Right, 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 right. Actual guests, not like one of us. Right. Yeah. But that is not going to start until May. I am very excited about this. It was my idea. So of course I should be excited, but <laughs> and I don't know what it is. I'm supposed to be excited about. So, well, okay. you know, that the general idea, but I know, um, but I don't know what's being teed yeah, up. No, you have no idea. Um, Shayla, she's birthday is April 30th and it's always a big deal. I love my birthday. I love my birthday month. I've always celebrated. I celebrate a little bit more low key now that I have two children and you know, it's like and during life, the pandemic, it's, a, it's, it's been well, yeah, and life bit. gets busy and stuff, but like, man, I love my birthday and I start on April 1st and I end on, you know, the very last minute you of go April hard 30th. on it. Right. Yes. 
You're the, I mean, I remember like birthday queen of April and yep. Yeah. It's a Royal month for you. And it's so fun. It's so fun. And so I had a, I would say a stroke of genius, but you could call it whatever you want. Well, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. It's a stroke of something. (laughs) (laughs) Stroke of genius or just a stroke. Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, we are funny. Uh, so we're going to do, I, I don't have a name for it yet, but it's going to be like an April series or birth Shayla, she's birthday series where we're going to have our normal interviews, but you're not going to know who the guest is yeah. until they show up. I did. I promise that it won't be anyone like Kamala Harris. I will tell you about Kamala Harris. I will tell you about Shirley Manson. I will tell you about, I'm trying to think, um, Aisha Tyler before they come on. Yeah, I've met her before, so that's a little bit less. That's a little bit. That's less, a little bit but, less intense, right? But but like nobody, if you because she'll she, I I have to say, kudos to you. You do a lot of research on our guests, if you know, especially the experts, and you take notes and you're really thinking about the process of the interview. So I'm not going to do anything where you're going to be like, I don't know what I'm talking about right now. No, there, there's a handful of people where if they if the talking to them was like just a surprise for me. I would be a li- I would be dumbstruck. Like I wouldn't be like a Michelle to- Obama. Like, how are you really gonna? Yeah, yeah, right. I would. I would at least want like thirty minutes to be like, okay, Michelle. right, okay, right, <laughs> yes, and then be like, all right, how is this? I need this to count, and I need this to be good. I do love going back to your conversation about your confidence. How you- I was like, I would need like a month to prep, and you're like, I you I need thirty minutes. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I well, love because well, on the other thing, I mean, part of it is like our podcast is not a series of, you know, predetermined questions. Yeah, absolutely. If it, you know, we let our guests take it anywhere they want to. And so my my job, I think, is twofold, which is one, to follow their lead, but two, to make sure I pick up the threads that they want me to pick up. And and the combination of that is like, okay, here's like I'm going to have a follow-up question about this. I'm not like, I don't have a list where I'm just like, and then what happened after you went to Whitney Young High School and right. graduated top of your class? Like, she doesn't right. talk about that. If Michelle Obama doesn't talk about that, we won't talk about we're that. Like, talk about that. Right. Yeah. I do love how we're talking about Michelle Obama. Like she's coming Like on. it's happening. Right. <laughs> uh, Michelle Obama, you are welcome. But uh, so it's going to be, you know, Shalisha's birthday series. It's going to be in April and it's awesome because we have, you know, all month to, to do some of these. I have some of them lined up already. They're going to be fun. They're going to be people, you know, or know of like, well, and okay. um, yeah. And they're at l- a couple of them are going to be a big surprise. Okay. So Okay. Not well, like, really... not like, I don't know who you are or, oh my God, you're a national like icon. It's more like, oh, wow, you came on. Like I yeah. like people you wouldn't even thought of. Sure. No, that's awesome. And I think I'm really curious to see how you're going to keep it a surprise. Cause usually you and I get on before the guest. And so right. like, how are you going to keep it a surprise where you're going to be able to record my surprise? Right. Right. <laughs> But I do know, like, because I manage the waiting room, I yeah. don't have to let them in until we're ready. So yeah, I've already just... thought about it a little bit. Okay. But it's, it's, 
it's not like I had someone, I think it was Brian was like, so this is going to be like a shale she, this is your life, you know, like, <laughs> right. And I'm yeah. like, not really, not really. They're going to be from different parts of, of your life or your world. Like it's not even, mm. it does, it's not going to be like, well, this was your preschool teacher back in blah, blah, blah. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. I uh, don't, to be honest, I wouldn't even remember that person. Yeah. Like and if I, someone's like, like, this is your preschool teacher. I was like, okay. Right. But so it's going to be like, yeah. these have to be people who mean something to you in yeah, some way. Right, right, it's more right. like that. It's more about like, this is your world yeah. versus like, this is your life because there are going to be people I probably could get from your life where you're like, we have nothing to talk about or whatever. Like it's yeah, not okay. going to, it's not going to take it an hour and a half. And there are going to be people who actually have something to talk about on the podcast. Mm. Wow. Not this, just I'm, their now, connection with you. Now I'm getting hyped up on this. It's I know it's so fun. So, yeah. um, we so this episode that we're talking about is going to be the very last one in March, and then we're going to jump into the April series. So our fourth season will not happen until May. That's really what I want to say. Yeah. So we have we have an April term for those of you who yeah. might have gone to Illinois <laughs> Wesleyan. We have an April term. Yes, we have an April term podcast episodes, <laughs> and then it started. The season actually starts again in May. Right. It's like our little hiatus where you get like special. Yeah, it was really special episodes. They'll be really cool. Um, but I just really wanted to say that um, it has been such a joy doing this. I know we say this every season, but this season, I have to say, it's been a lot of fun watching you just get, you've been so comfortable in the, in the interviewer seat. Like, I, I still pat myself on the back for this idea because of watching you, (laughs) that was the three Joel, that was my three coming out, just watching you like not grow in it, but sit back into it. And, um, it's been awesome to watch that happen. I love you. I love you too. We have so many more stories to tell. I know we're just getting started. Just getting started. So the other thing listeners as our, as our last little bit, is we are basically at a year now. And so keep your eyes open for various other things that might pop up. We're thinking about how we might expand and bring more to you, Um, more content, more interaction, more fun, more flavor. So congrats, Kosha, on a year. Yeah, congrats to you. Congrats to us. Uh, If you take anything away from the first few seasons, if you like what we're doing, if you enjoy our stories, um, tell a friend about it. We have realized that word of mouth goes so, so, so far. Um, tell a friend about, I am speaking, send them a link, have them listen to an episode or two. The most you could do is stand up and speak for yourself or for somebody else who, who may not have the opportunity. So that would go a long way in the world. Yeah. Absolutely. And you have helped me, Shailashi. You have helped me say, I am speaking. So your overconfidence is done good in the world, I will say. Can rub off and then I can have a little, I can, I can be a little bit more balanced with being like, maybe <laughs> I should spend a minute and think about something before I'm like, it's fine. I can figure it out. Yeah. So, so. I love you, Kosha. I love you so much. <laughs>